Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I am talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving. Well, I'm not, I'm not driving to work, and I'm not driving this morning. I'm actually driving to uh, go pick up dinner for. Um, it's a Thursday. It's it's September 17th, and it's uh, it's Maureen's birthday, so I'm going to get her some food from her favorite place that we have not been to in quite a while. Um, so I finished working and then immediately went and go, went and placed an order and I'm driving a fair distance away, but, um, you know, I'm happy to do it. So that's why I'm here, <clears throat> excuse me, um, talking to all of you, uh, cause I have some time in the car to kill while I'm going to, uh, retrieve a birthday dinner. So, uh, yeah, so it's September 17th. I, uh, my ladder is not really anything remarkable. I've basically just been trying to test out a bunch of decks for THL and, and casting, um, when, and it's not been great for my rank. Um, I, and it's probably also partially that people are coming in ahead of me and, and I'm playing at times that I probably shouldn't be playing and, and whatever. But I'm at around 5,000, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm, I will, I'm not really dropping all that much in, you know, like I'm not, my win rate's not terrible, but it's not you know, it's not the kind that I'm going to be climbing out of those ranks, but I know that I usually on the weekends I'll, uh, be able to, to rescue that. So I'm not super worried about it. And I've been playing better decks and kind of learning them a little bit better, uh, which is really the goal, right? Like it, it's hard to learn on ladder, which is really where you have to learn. If you're going to be playing against the kinds of decks that you need to be learning to play against. And so I'm, you know, what I'm doing is I'm just trying to learn these decks and, and trying to play them against a bunch of stuff. And, and that's sometimes not fantastic for one's rank. Um, so yeah, so I'm about 5,000. I'm fine with it. Um, and, and I'm hoping that will improve towards the end of the month, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm if, if it doesn't, I'm okay. Right. Like I got the, the 11X last month. I would love to get that back again. Um, I'm okay if I don't, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I, you know, I ended up like 3000 last month and I ended up getting the 11 X multiplier. So if I can do that again, or at least like maintain a good enough win rate to do that, then I'll be, I'll be pretty happy with that. All right. So, um, what's bringing this up, this, this topic, um, is, is blister guy had an episode of, of his love, wonderful, wonderful podcast walk to work, which you should be listening to if you're not, if you're not already. And, and, and trying to get to the bottom of why people are so, um, so tilted by the idea of a created by meta, which is kind of what we're in right now. Like priest does a lot of card generation. Mage is pretty much nothing but card generation at this point. Um, rogue has been that way for a while. And, and we've kind of talked about these kinds of random metas in the past, especially in terms of like how to deal with those mentally and stuff like that. But, but so he went to the bottom of it. And this is, by the way, not going to be as much of an episode about strategy or mindset as more going to be about our feelings. And this may or may not be relevant to you. And um, But I'm, I'm going to kind of try to give you my perspective on this thing because I think it's a little bit different than Blister Guys. Cause, and, and which is not to say that his um, take is invalid, but I, I'm coming at it from a different perspective and I kind of disagree with where he's coming from. So the, the, the general thesis of his episode, you really should go listen to it. If you want to take a break, go listen to that and then come back. Um, you know, I'll wait, I'll still be here. Don't, don't you worry. But um, the, the general thesis of his argument is that the, 
a lot of the the anger that we're seeing around um, created by Meta's kind of comes from a combination of of youth, and it's something that you you kind of grow out of as you run into various and thing various um, situations as you grow up and and start like dealing with a lot more unpredictable things and start rolling with it better and and that combined with toxic masculinity in which your um you know men are are expected to be solving things and and that's kind of the way that we're brought up as as men and 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 i don't i i i appreciate where he's coming from but i don't feel like those are the things and and a lot of where my perspective on created by is coming from is from, you know, living with ADHD. Now I've talked about this. I've been, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm extremely open about this. I've, I've done a couple of episodes of this show. One of them was very early. One of them was, I don't remember when the last time was that we talked about this, but I think that I, I have a different perspective because I feel like the created by meta is actually kind of parallel to living with ADHD. And um, as a result, it kind of gives me a little bit more perspective on like what this feeling is. And maybe if you're, if you're being, if you're feeling tilted by the, the created by meta and, and losing to things that are, that are created by, or, or things that you, you can't play around, then, then maybe this will be kind of a helpful way to, um, to reframe that in your mind, or, or maybe it won't, or maybe this is just going to be me. Um, me venting and that that's also okay all right so what we're before we do that we're let's talk about like what ADHD is and what it is and and this is again potentially a spiel you've heard from me before but I think it's kind of important to be what's on be on the same page about that so that we can talk about the rest of it which is related to this so people tend to think like the the common misconception of um of ADHD is that it's it's distractibility like oh squirrel and then you know you're off to the side and and to be fair distraction is part of it but it really is a inconsistency of focus so what does that mean right so that means that like this is the example that I give sometimes is that I I and I didn't get diagnosed until I was about 35 years old Right, so I was I was working um, in the same job I have now, just you know earlier in my career, and I had a, a big program that I needed to write, and I could not do it. Right, like I've been programming professionally for a long time. I know how to program. I knew what everything was. Like it wasn't a particularly like it was a, it was an involved program, but it wasn't super you know, like, like, you know, it wasn't like I was doing like computer science research or anything like that, but I just could not get it to happen. Like it wasn't even that I couldn't get it to work. Right. Like I couldn't get the initial code written. I couldn't get my brain to focus on it. And then I got close to the deadline. And one day I ended up locking myself in a conference room and, and I came out six hours later with the code and it just like all of a sudden it started working and, 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 and it all came out in one go. And it was a fairly, it was a fair amount of code too. And, and the, what happens is that it's not that I was distracted trying to do it. It's that I couldn't get my mind to focus on it. Right. 
And then all of a sudden, like a switch, there's the flip side of it is called hyperfocus, where like I've described this, you know, in terms of getting to legend is seeing the matrix, but like you just kind of like everything clicks and you just get in this zone and all of a sudden everything else in the world falls away, including sometimes eating and sleeping and going to the bathroom if you're not careful, right? That did not happen there, I assure you, but it, you know, it can, it's very common to, when you get into a state of hyperfocus, forget to eat, forget to go to the bathroom, that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden it kind of hits you and, and, you know. So, but what happens is that that type of scenario is not uncommon, right? Like I would, there are things that I would just forget how to do or things that I would know how to do, but I wouldn't be able to do them. And they would take a fair amount of of concentration and getting started and or or they would take some understanding and I couldn't get my brain to focus on the things that were important and so I wouldn't be able to do them consistently or they would they would take longer than I thought that they would because you know I didn't account for the amount of time it would take for my brain to to do it and, and I would have these bouts of time where I would just like be trying to get something to happen and nothing would happen and it's, it's extremely frustrating, right? When you, when you are working in a job or, or doing anything really that, that requires you to be able to do, to exhibit a skill on command and you can't do it, it, it's for starters, extremely frustrating. And, and when you start talking about skill, right? Like a skill or our perception of a skill is something that you can do, you know, at will, right? Like you don't forget how to ride a bike, right? Like riding a bike is a skill. You don't forget how to ride a bike, but in this case, it kind of was, right? It was like the equivalent of forgetting how to ride a bike. Like all, like sometimes, like it just wouldn't happen, right? So what happens when you live with that for a really long time is that it, it does a number on your self-esteem, right? Because like you start to wonder if your skills are actually skills. Like, if I can do this thing, but only sometimes and only under certain conditions, and like, I got, you know, and then, and it's, it starts to make you wonder, like, if you're getting lucky when those things are happening, right? When you actually do get everything to come together, but you, you can't do it consistently, you know, it's hard to tell if it's luck or if it's skills. Is this starting to sound familiar? Because it should be starting to sound familiar. Even if you don't have ADHD. So... Right, so like that will kind of build up on itself when you have these bouts of not being able to do the thing, whatever the thing is, because your brain is not able to to get into a zone where it is able to, to have the information and the focus to do the thing, then you start wondering like, how the hell you ever got the stuff done in the first place? It's not repeatable right? Like there's no way to get yourself back into hyperfocus. Like it does, there's, you can try, but it doesn't happen. So you start, it, it's very, the, the natural response to that is to kind of start doubting like whether your skills are actually skills or whether you've just been kind of lucky through life, right? Like that was a hundred percent like where I was when I, at the time that I got diagnosed, like I was convinced that like my whole career was like a sham. And that at a certain point, somebody was going to figure it out and the walls were going to start crumbling down, right? It, it makes you very insecure. It, it's, it's terrible for your self-esteem, frankly, um, because like you, if you build your identity about around 
or your identity is kind of around the work that you're doing or, or being good at something and you're don't, you don't feel like you're as good as people seem to think that you are, then that can really mess with your head. Um, so let's, let's kind of take that and now let's talk about what skill means in Hearthstone and, and how a creative by meta is going to mess around with it. So a lot of the people who are complaining very loudly, and I don't even think it necessarily all the people, but I think they're, they're representative, are people who are very skilled at the game, right? Like objectively, like they, they finish High Legend. And, and there's also a lot of people who are not at that point, but they feel like they are, this is something that they're good at. Right, like to some extent, they've built an identity around that, and and I I know that that can be, that can be dangerous to say that, but I I will say that I've built some something of an identity being around, being around being good at the game too, like I've been doing this podcast for however many episodes, right? Like you're not coming to listen to me if I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so like I understand that, and I've kind of done that too, and and it's, it's difficult to square your your sense of accomplishment and your sense of your own skill versus things that are preventing you from being able to exhibit that skill like theoretically right like you should be able to win more games than you're losing as a as a skill player right and you should be able to I mean, I think that there's a perception among some some high-level players that they should be able to win every game, which is unrealistic, but you should be winning more than you're losing. And, and like, there are things that you know are built into the game, like draw, like draw RNG, like sometimes you just won't draw the right card or whatever. Like, those things happen a certain percentage of the time. But for the most part, like, if you're a skilled player, you should be able to, to win more games than you're losing. And a lot of that skill is built around the idea of being able to play around things, right? Like... In, in a in an ideal scenario for a skilled player, like you would be able to read their hand, know what's in the contents of their deck, know what cards are likely to be in their hand based on the things that they've done so far, based on the cards that have been used, and then make a prediction about what they might have and then play accordingly. And what a created by meta does is when you have a lot of a lot of cards that are not coming from the deck that you really are are too wide of a variance to pre- to accurately predict what they could be then that interferes with that right like you can't like you'll hear very often i there's no way i can play around that and we talked about that when we were talking about priest in the last episode but i think this kind of goes deeper than that because i think that there, there are some players who are, um, who feel like that's the only skill that's involved in the game, right? Like the skill that's involved is being able to predict what your opponent's going to do and then preemptively play around it, which again is a large component of playing at a high level. Don't get me wrong. But that is, and, and so like when you, when you lose a game due to something completely unforeseen, it is frustrating as from the perspective of a skill of, of a skill player, particularly somebody who is, um, you know, who ident- who, who built an identity around being skilled at the game. And, and 
one of the things that we see in, in you know, when it, when you have ADHD is there's something called rejection-sensitive disorder. Dysphoria, sorry. It's rejection-sensitive dysphoria. It's, it's RSD for short. And, and basically what it means is that when you feel like you're rejected or, or basically when you mess up due to ADHD things and you let someone down, in this case the someone would be yourself, then you tend to react extremely strongly to that. Sometimes it's lashing out at yourself. Sometimes it's lashing out at other people. Sometimes it's just flying into a rage. It's, it's like you can turn on a dime. It's not pretty. It's taken me the last five years to try to finally get a handle on it. And I'm not perfect about it. Right? It, it's effectively, an, an, it, it's a mood swing that's triggered by a, um, a disconnect between what you think you should be able to do and what you've actually done. And, and you know, letting somebody down and, and having that be pointed out to you. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's very jarring. And, and I think that that's kind of what happens sometimes when you lose, like if you see somebody tilting off the planet because of something that was, was generated out of thin air that they didn't feel like they had a chance to react to, like they're losing the game for no reason. And it may not even be their fault, but they still are going to take that out on something. Right. And it's different, different people get tilted in different ways or, or by different things. And one of like, this is definitely something that will tilt a lot of people because it's calling their skill into question because the, I think the underlying thing in the back of someone's head and certainly in my head when I, when I'm thinking about that, especially through the lens of ADHD is, well, maybe I should have been planning around that. I should have known. Even as they're saying the words, there's no way I could have planned, I could have played around that. Like in the back of your head is a little devil monster saying, no, you really should have known that. You should have played around that. And then it starts, it, it, if you're building your identity around this skill, then you can take that pretty far to, well, if I was a better player, I would have played around that. Again, this is not something that person's saying, but it may be something that's in the back of their, of their head and they may not even be conscious that they're thinking of it, right? So, um, now it's, it should be said, by the way, that playing against unexpected things and playing around unexpected things and being able to react to unexpected situations is also a skill in a game that with randomness built in. If, you know, if it's just reacting to known situations over and over again, that's chess, right? So some of the skill in the game is also being able to react to those unexpected things and, and come up with some of the bizarre outs when you think you have a game locked down. Or, or when you have the game firmly in control and you need to, um, you know, you need to think of like, how, well, how do I lose, right? Like that is part of the skill too. But I think that it, it's something with, um, you know, identity as a skilled player that this is proving that you may not be as skilled as you think you are. And if this is something that tilts you, it's, I think it's worth interrogating that. Like I, it may not be, like I may be off too. But I don't think this is something you grow out of because I haven't grown out of this, right? Like I still get this way. And and I don't think that it's something, and, and I, I have come a long way in the last five years since my ADHD diagnosis, by the way. But like, you know, I, I still will scream F you at the screen when my opponent pulls something out, you know, completely out of thin air. I will do that. I don't do it on stream. And, and I can generally, it depends on like, you know, what my mood is and how, how the rest of my day is going. Because, you know, again, when you're using Hearthstone, 
to try to escape from an otherwise bad day, that generally is not going to end end well for you. Um, but I don't think this is something you grow out of, and, and I'd like to think that I've kind of overcome most of my toxic masculinity by now, so I don't think it's that. I, but I do think that there is there is this conflict between your identity as self-identifying as a skilled player and then situations prove, uh, you know, implying to you that you may not be as skilled as you think you are. And, and I guess my message to you, if that's something that you're looking into yourself and you're seeing that that might be something that you're dealing with as well, is one of the things that I've learned from, from, you know, learning about living with ADHD for the last five years and, and, it's been a journey, but it is having a passion for yourself, right? Like, you know, just because you lose to something doesn't mean that you're less of a player. And, and, you know, I mean, the flip side of that could be, well, this is, you know, my skill is better than that, but it, if it was, then you might've win the game, right? Like it's because a lot of these things can still be played around. Even if you're not playing around that specific card, you can still play around the situations, right? So, but I think that it's worth being compassionate with yourself and, and not taking every loss so personally. Now, there is a point where if everything feels too random, then you start losing agency in the game. And I don't think we're quite there, but I think we've had metas that have been close. And, and that's a different scenario, but I don't think that's what we're dealing with here. Because, like, you kind of know the kinds of things that are going to happen. And even though you can't play around the specific cards, you can still do a lot to play around the situations that will lead to you getting, getting blown out. And it's an opportunity to learn, but you can't learn if you're going to blame external factors, right? Like some of those games are just unwinnable. And sometimes, and, and, and you know, those games are either unwinnable or you might be able to win them if you're, if you're thinking about them a different way. But even if you lose those, some of those games, you're going to lose games sometimes, and you're going to lose games to things that you maybe don't think you should, but that doesn't make you a worse player, right? It means you're having a rough day. It may mean that you're, you're not playing well in the moment. That's certainly a thing, right? Like if you're, if you're playing tilted um, and you're not considering everything or you're tired or whatever, like you may not be playing well. That doesn't mean that you are not a good player. It means that you're not playing well right now. And then, you know, being able to recognize that and then take, you know, either be, you know, meet yourself where you are as opposed to where you think you should be um, is, is something that I think is very healthy in terms of trying to keep your wits against about you. And if you are feeling like you're just getting beaten down, go play something else. Go, go play, um, I don't know, go play Tony Hawk for a little bit, you know, or, or whatever. And, and take a break because sometimes those things will compound upon themselves and, and you can start eating yourself up if you're not careful. So, so this is my, my message about created by metas in general. I know I talked specifically about priests last week, um, but in general, this is how I feel about created by metas. And, and, and it's still very frustrating for me and, and I struggle with it as, what, as much as everybody else does, but I've also kind of taken the things that I've learned from managing my ADHD to kind of help me with it. And, you know, just, just showing yourself some compassion and knowing that one loss to a created by thing or, or a string of losses to a created by thing, especially when you're in a slump, doesn't mean that you're, you're losing a step, right? Just variance is part of the game. And, you know, just, just be kind to yourself, right? And 
don't treat every game as a measure of your skill. Like, people have highs and lows, variance is a thing. Um, we can all learn something, but most of all, you just need to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's that's all that I'm going to talk about this week, because um, I'm almost home, and I am looking forward to my burger and seeing the smile on Maureen's face. So um, anyway, you can, um, as always, you can find the, the links to, you'll find the link to the, the, um, the episode of Walk to Work where you can listen to this as well. Um, you can find that at offcurve.com. Uh, follow at Off Curve on Twitter if you want announcements for when new, uh, new episodes go live. Um, follow me on Twitter at WickedGood for that and a whole bunch of other random stuff that I come across as I come across it. Um, you can uh, follow me streaming on Twitch. I am not streaming tonight, but normally on Thursdays and also on Mondays. Um, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm. Um, come join the Discord. Uh, it's a lovely group of people with some very respectful and fun conversation at discord.offcurve.com. And, um, and most of all, be good to each other. And be good to yourself. Um, you know, well, this, this meta may not be what you wanted, but it's, uh, you know, there's still things to learn. And, and just, just be kind to yourself. And I uh, hope that you're doing well on whatever goals you're setting for yourself this month. So um, be good to yourself, be good to each other, and we'll talk soon. Have a good one. Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I am talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving to and from the supermarket. It is Sunday, October 4th, 2020. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's another month. Uh, I did not get 11x again. Um, I I'm not sure why exactly. Well, I mean, I, I know why my my MMR wasn't high enough. I, I'm trying to figure out like why why that was, and and I'm not I'm not really sure why. I think part of it probably was the fact that I was trying to learn so many different decks and kind of learning them poorly for, for casting as well as for THL and other things like that. <clears throat> and like, if you're, if you're practicing for a tournament or whatever, like you can work in a practice group and I could do that too. Right. But, um, you know, like sometimes you're working in a practice group or you're focusing on, on like a pretty small number of decks once you kind of narrow it down, you get to learn them really well, and then you can kind of improve your MMR that way. Um, I'm, for for what I'm trying to do to, to cast, I kind of need to know all of the matchups, so I end up playing, like, a whole lot of everything. I'm sure the ADHD has something to do with this, too. Um, but I end up playing, like, a whole lot of everything, trying to get, understand the matchups pretty well, which means that I lose a lot, and I'm not making that up by getting over that. Like, there's, there's like, a. I think once you're at a certain level, right, like, there's a, there's a, a curve that you hit, not, like, the normal curve, but there's, like, a curve of understanding you hit of a deck, and, like, which is, which is one of the reasons when you, you hear anyone talking about, like, well, how to get, how to get to Legend, like, the first thing that they usually say is, well, you should make sure to be sticking to one deck, right? Um, because, like, you, you just get to know things better. 
right? Like you get to know situations. It doesn't take you as long to, to figure out, even if it's like weird generated cards, you've probably like seen those weird generated cards before. You know some of the niche interactions. You know when your opponent does this, that this is what they're going to do. And this is a, these are the ways that you can counter it. Like that sort of thing, right? When you're bouncing all over the place, you don't really get over the curve that way. So I probably didn't do myself any favors that way. I mean, it's good for me to have my uh, kind of a broad understanding, but it's not great for my rank. I'm okay with that though, right? Like I'm, I'm not, I didn't expect to get 11X in the first place last month. Um, I didn't really expect to get it again this month, especially given how I was playing. So that does lead to some frustration, I will admit. And, and you know, that, that kind of, and I also know that I play it a lot less this month and, and that was kind of on purpose because I did get to legend so quickly with the 11x that I I kind of took it easy this month and I didn't play the number of games that I probably needed to play in order to keep that rating. So and and you know the new TFT set came out and Hades came out and um you know there's all you know other things that kind of took my attention a little bit. Um and and so and, and you know work's been not you know, not calm either. So, you know, that, that all kind of contributes, right? Which is not really an excuse. I'm just trying to figure out what, what was different. And I know that I did play like a whole lot in August because the set had just come out, right? So I was, I was doing a lot of testing and I was like learning a couple of decks really well. Um, and THL had not really yet started up in earnest at that point or was just starting up at the end of the month so that I had, you know, time to kind of go deep on decks and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, so this month I, um, I'm doing rather better than I thought I was going to. Like the first day or two were a little bit rough, but I, um, I've been, I hit diamond five late last night and I've been playing in diamond between diamond five and legend today. And what, why are we pulling over? Like, that's not a place. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I'm, uh, what was I saying? So I, I've been um, playing between Diamond 5 and Legend today, and I think when I looked, I was like 11 and 2 with Libram Paladin, which is a deck that I kind of had just started learning in the past week, and, and I'm trying to focus on, especially with the nerfs in the back, in the, in the rear view, I'm trying to figure out like what is good, and that is a deck that was already like starting to be on my radar, something I needed to know. And, uh, you know, since the nurse went away and Druid went out, because Druid was kind of like my bread and butter um, outside of Priest. And when Druid got nerfed, then, you know, I kind of figured, okay, well, Paladin's something I was already starting to learn. And so that's, that's kind of a deck that I wanted to focus on and really get to the ins and outs of. So it's been working out pretty well, clearly. I played against... Someone who, with the gamertag XR, using the same card back that XR uses when he um, posts screenshots on Twitter, apparently. So, um, and I won that game, so that worked out pretty well. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that I'll be able to uh, to finish up the legend climb either tonight or tomorrow, if if things continue the way that they are. I am taking breaks. I'm not trying to force it all through the same at at once, but I'm also kind of cognizant that I'm kind of riding the hot hand, and I do want to keep that you know, keep that momentum going. Cause sometimes it's with, with it's momentum and then you, you stop playing for the night and then you come back and the meta is shifted or whatever. I don't know what's going to shift against Paladin cause it seems really good. Um, but 
you know, things happen, right? So, um, but I'm, I'm optimistic about how things are going. And things can change, right? Like, I, I've, I've said this before and then ended up tanking all the way down to five. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like I've been understanding the deck pretty well and um, not letting myself get too tilted. And so that, that's, you know, forward progress as far as I'm concerned. 